squishied it. Hello, squishies. Hello, squishies. Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Unviv. And I am Andrew. Oh, Viv. I am glad that people don't have comment sections in real life. What do you mean? Well, imagine constant comments about what you look like and how you're dressed. Well, that kind of sounds like being a woman. Okay, but imagine every time you made a joke, tens of people who don't understand humour feel the need to chime in and explain the joke to you. Oh, that just sounds like Twitter. Okay, what if you meet someone you haven't seen for a very long time and now they're old and don't behave the way that you remember, so you have to start yelling at strangers about how your childhood has been ruined. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like all of entertainment, really. So, uh, yeah, what are you getting at? I'm just, just saying that would be awful, really. Thumbs down to that. Well, I rate this intro 3 out of 10. I think you're trying too hard. On with the show! So, Andrew. Hello. Why don't you tell us what you have been playing? Well, Viv, if yes. that is your name. On most days. <laughs> um, <coughs> I've got COVID, so when I was able to feel better enough to sit in front of the TV again, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, you I, have. Which I did kind of start before I had COVID, but then I got COVID. Um, so then it was, was trying to ruin your life. Yes, it tried to ruin my life. Now it's moderately ruining my life. Like, it's just... Breathing's very difficult these days. So, I I am mostly just playing Ghostwire and sleeping. Nice. And then it, it's Ghostwire, eating, sleeping. That's that's the three things I do every day. Sounds like COVID. lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> we try to ignore all the coughing um, and the sore throating and all of that stuff. But, yes. Ghostwire Tokyo... A uh, Japanese, I was going to say horror game, but it's it's not really, it's not really horror. Like it's got a lot of the aesthetics of of horror and all the monsters and stuff, uh, but it's not actually scary. Right. Um, which I think if that's what you're going in expecting, that'll be disappointing. But right. if you're aware that it's not scary in the way that like a uh, Resident Evil is scary and it's the studio that made the evil within one and two so it's got you know it's got that pedigree but it's 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 kind of a bit softer and I don't know if that was by design or if it just ended up that way but you're in uh, Shibuya in Japan in Tokyo and a big cloud of fog has come and then it's raptured the city away so as you walk around the city there are just piles of clothes where people used to be, but they've all just been puffed out of existence. Oh, that's really sad. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like genuinely like certainly when you start the game, it's quite it's quite unsettling just seeing piles of clothes. So they're not heaped; they're sort of laid out as if sort of people that people when they got raptured sort of fell, so everything sort of sort of splayed out. Um, but yeah, when you so when you start the game, it's quite. It's quite unsettling just seeing all this um, visual imagery that the city used to be alive and vibrant in, and that there are people everywhere. And there's this man what is doing it, and I assume by the end of the game you'll have stopped the man from doing what he's doing. Um, I don't want to talk about what he's doing. Um, right. It's only um, just over halfway through the game because I've been... So, so you've uh, been doing a lot, though. I've, you've been doing I've everything, been, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been grinding the... 
collectibles and doing a lot of the side quests as they've come up um, because I've kind of got time to be focusing on that. So I'm going for, I'm going for the plat, but there's a, a lot of stuff you have to do. There are, uh, There's a trophy for transferring or collecting all of the spirits, so all of the people that got raptured are spirits around the city, and there's a trophy for collecting all of them. Which is nice, isn't it? Mm. There are 240,000 of them. I, I mean, that's just one, a few thousand too many. Just a few thousand. <laughs> it is It is quite a lot. Um, so much. <laughs> um, that is as, so much. As, as we record, I've just, I've just got over half of them. God, that is so much. But I, uh, this is why you saw why you get sidetracked, because then it's just like, oh, there's some more over there. Oh, there's some more over there. Yes, you you watched me play a little bit, didn't you? Yeah. And you saw this happening. Again, at, at the time of recording, my plan is to go out and deliberately get the rest of the spirits. I have opened up the entire map, so I've cleared all the fog so I can see and go everywhere in the map. And I have enough uh, power-ups that it's very easy for me to get around the city, get to heights very quickly. Um, I also have a, a power-up orb that uh, will point me in the direction of the nearest uh, clump of spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite easy. Yeah, it's like a, I watched you play for a little bit. It's it's a little. It's not. It's not quite like a folk. Like a, when you fo- a games allow you to focus on things because it gives you lines, doesn't it? But it's sort of like it focuses in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Quite quite useful. Yeah, it's like if you've ever played one of those games where you uh, click a thumbstick and then there's like some Horizon. Sort of, yeah, like an Echo Vision or um, Tomb Raider, and you can sort of. Yeah, see yeah. Height, uh, outlines of things through walls and stuff. It's that. Also, which um, is good, good of them because finding that many, you know, souls or whatever they're called without being able to at least see something. Yeah, like um, you don't have to go and do all these spirits if you just want to play through the story. Like I would have definitely finished the story by now if I'd just been playing the story. But right, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm doing this, and it's a very good way of leveling up yeah i can imagine max level is 50 i'm currently at 43 and again i say i'm like just over halfway through the game there's i think there are six levels yeah. and i'm on right at the beginning of the fourth level wow so i say levels chapters you know what i mean um so yes yeah. uh enjoying it though yes like um everyone knows my love of uh, of yakuza i talked about it a lot played it on stream yeah. Um, shared that love with um, Lap and Abby, and they love the series. And I hope other people will hear this and also join in and and get into the series. Um, so it's been giving me a bit of that that I've been missing. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, Japanese city. Uh, it's first person. This one, um, Ghostwire. So that's kind of different aesthetic. Well, they can do first person and Yakuza, but don't, you know, don't need to go into that. I think I said to you when we were playing it, and I don't know if you got this feeling when you were watching me playing it that the closest it feels in style of game, not necessarily content or story, but the kind of feeling that the game gives me, was Murdered Soul Suspect, which yeah. you, you yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it kind of gives me that, that vibe where you're walking around and uh, you start helping spirits pass over and all that kind of stuff. That's pre- predominantly what the side quests are, is just... Helping a spirit that's restless and then allowing it to uh, pass over. So that's that's kind of fun. The combat, it's all magic based. So it's all, if you've seen the trailers, you know it's all hand movements and doing yeah. all that. That sort of works works nicely, yeah. It's um, 
Yeah, I feel like you've you've spoken a lot about the game. I feel like you're missing a really important yes, a really important factor. And I think Wingus and Dingus might have something to say about it if you don't are mention it. Are you asking me about all the animals? Yeah, because uh, all the people got raptured, but the uh, the animals didn't. So there are uh, dogs all over the place that you can go and uh, give pets to, and then if you give so them pet God. food. They'll run around and they'll either dig up piles of coins for you, so you've got some money, or they might lead you to a hidden collectible or a shrine that you can pray to to upgrade some of your abilities, and that's kind of cool. Uh, or there are cats, uh, and cats come in three flavours. <laughs> Sorry. There yes. is... I couldn't care at all about you. Go away, do not touch me, cats. Yeah. That you cannot interact with at all. They're just there. There are cats that where you're like, hello, would you like a pet? And the cat's like, no. And then there are the cats that are like, yes, please give me scriptures. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Aww. thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and that's very adorable. Um, oh, that's so lovely. It does look very good. It does look like something I would want to play eventually, actually. Yeah, I think, I, th yeah, I genuinely I think, think really you'd enjoy it. it. Yeah, it does. And it's just like uh, the brief moment that you sort of did some, some share play with me. It was a really, it was just actually really this the the city was really amazing to walk in as you're going about in the space uh and just obviously beautiful um with all the tall buildings and uh, uh ray tracing um from what you also said this also got some nice haptics oh my god the haptics are incredible it rains quite often it sort of comes and goes um and it's the nicest rain i've ever felt in a controller it's right. it's just wow okay as in as in better than astro I think so. I think all. Oh I think, wow! Okay. I think all of all of its haptics um, that it does. I think it does better. Wow. Okay. Um, well, that's really exciting. So you, as a character, are possessed by a psychic detective. Won't go into how that's all happened. That happens quite early on. You get the gist. That's how you have the magic abilities. When he talks, when you're having a conversation, the two of you, you come out of the TV and he comes out of the controller. Oh, that's so good. It's, it's a really nice really I nice really touch. love those details. I think they, they make the game so much, games any in general, so much better. When you are close to uh, a collectible relic, uh, the controller will meow at you to indicate that it's Aww. close to you, which should just be how all relics and all collectibles in every single video game should be signalled controller should just meow at you uh, i mean i wish if that was a function you know both of us would have it yeah uh, and uh hopefully it would also have a function to record a real meow yes that i can that i can just have whenever luna decides to um want attention just incessant yeah. meowing until i find the thing i think the only thing i will say about the game is that either belligerently accidentally or deliberately they have the, a very weird control scheme for the game like right. the the buttons don't seem to be what you would expect from this sort of a game if that makes sense it's yeah sometimes it feels a bit weird to pick things up with l2 that's oh. uh okay yeah that's it's an odd it's an odd choice yeah, uh, a, certainly if you're no not quite much. certainly if you're not quite in the right place so you just do the zoomy in eyes thing <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of, okay, oh i'm gonna pick that up nope 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 there we go I mean, um, sh sh uh, shifty controls are one of our favourites. Yeah. Um, things to talk about in in when games are difficult yeah. to control. Um, and finally, all of the shops in the game are managed by magical cats. As all shops, yeah. uh, magical or otherwise, should be. Yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this sound it, it does sound really good. Uh, the trailer looks good. It is as good as I would say. Uh, f- having only been in it for like five minutes in the trailers, as it looks like when you're playing it. Um, I don't feel like the anything they've said in the trailer isn't portrayed in the game. No, I think I I think the only difference would be that um, because you're doing quite a lot of side quests, which in a very accused way are a bit daft. Yeah. Maybe that isn't portrayed in the trailers that there's the game's got a weird sense of humor. Yeah, to be fair, it does it does have a you did do kind of a almost a pointless mission when I was there. <laughs> yeah. Not pointless, but you know, it's a side. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's yeah. Just, it's just weird. Um. So yeah, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm genuinely enjoying it. Um, as long as your expectations of what it is are set firmly in reality, <laughs> you'll probably have a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's very good. And that's what he's been playing. Because Viv hasn't been playing. <laughs> Goes off and cries. <laughs> You're very busy. You're a very busy, important uh, woman. Okay, I'm just going to go off, off mic and cry for a little bit. All right, on to the next one. Okay, squishies, because Andrew is a bit ill, we're gonna take we're gonna take it a little easy this week. I've looked through some, I mean, you name it: Reddit, Twitter, Eurogamer, the deep dark ends of the internet, and found a bunch of like weird and odd and a little bit, let's say bad sometimes bad user and critic reviews for games that are not necessarily bad uh, but that i found hilarious Uh, and i will read these to andrew and he will see if he can guess what the game is Uh, there is no prize and there is no reward other than joy and entertainment see if you can get as many or more than andrew your prize will be that you are better than him and prettier are you ready for your first game review yes (laughs) <laughs> you shouldn't shout. That will uh, that will that will trigger the cough. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. So I'm Andrew. Ready. Yes. I'm gonna start with a couple that are. I'm not gonna say basic, but that are <laughs> um kind of one-liner sort of reviews. Okay. Um, that are less of like a full thing, and then I will move on to the hefty, hefty, hefty. Okay. And these box. are all games that I know. These are all games that you know okay. uh, and I think have played. Okay. Um, but we shall see. Okay. Okay. You might know the first one because I, uh, I might have spoiled it for myself. But I'm going to add it in this list anyway because I thought it was funny. Okay. I had 12 kids with 8 different women, became presidents, then died when I tried to cook spaghetti. 10 out of 10 would recommend... Uh, what game know, is this? I don't know which one, but it's one of the Sims. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's got a quick one here. That was for the Sims Three. Okay, <laughs> that one. Nice. Uh, my other, my alternate uh, quote, had you not guessed what that was, was an alien came and impregnated my husband. Most racially diverse game ever. <laughs> 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 okay, that that was an easy one. Let's go for another easy-ish one. I bulldozed an elementary school to make room for a highway. That's it. <laughs> um, that would either be uh, Sim City or City Skylines. 
uh, City Skylines is 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 the Woo-hoo! one. Woohoo! All right, two out of two so far with no yes. deliberation time whatsoever. This is quite uh, quite the thing. All right, another one liner. You can do everything you can't do in real life, like casting magic and talking to girls. <laughs> is that one of the Harry Potter games? <laughs> no. <coughs> um, no. Casting spells and talking to girls. Sp- a spell game. I mean, it's not the only thing you can do combat-wise in that game, but uh, it's something that obviously this person felt like they couldn't do in real life, like cast spells and talk to girls. I'm trying to think of any games that involve a bit of magic. Oh no! <laughs> you know I don't. I don't think I can get this one. It's The Witcher Three. Oh! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. So Remember, you can played, you can do everything in this game w- that you can't in real life, like casting magic and talking <laughs> to girls. <laughs> we played this game very differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. But I mean, uh, but that was really just Gwen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I really didn't do as many of the um, contracts as as you did. Yeah, that's fair. I was on a. I will do. I, w- I must do everything. Vibe. I was. Al- yeah, I was always like, find me a side quest where I have to find somebody's frying pan, and I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Um, make me have to go and fight a monster for half an hour. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> wow, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I bet there were people screaming. At yeah, yeah. I, I bet you if Lap listens to this, he's going to be screaming at the podcast. As yeah. and it's so you know been recorded and edited, and there's nothing he can do about it. Other <laughs> <laughs> listen to the pain. Okay. Um, I I I hope it was just him and Abby screaming The Witcher <laughs> in unison. Um. Okay. Here's another one. I'm going to give you uh, three different one-liners about this one. Okay. Because some of them are quite vague. Are you ready? Yes. I was just dying to play this game. Now I'm just dying. This game is so hard, it will cure your erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Okay, God. And the third quote is, A kick in time saves thine. I was a hearty 40-year-old when I walked into the museum. I was a spry 68 when I walked out. No, I am not Dorian Gray. And there's Sifu. Sifu! So hard at Kuyura erectile dysfunctions. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, dear. That was good. That was quick quick guessing. Yeah, although that person was doing, need, really needed to use the um, Go Younger treats. Go Younger treats. The aging down treats. Yes. <laughs> Going to the museum at 40. <laughs> yeah. And then getting out of it at 60, uh, 68. Yeah. These ones starting to get is a little bit longer than just like a short one-liners. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll get we we'll get we we'll get longer as we go along. It would be fair to say, however, that this game's threadbare story is mainly just an excuse to pile on as many cat puns as is legally permissible in a video game. Was that it? That was it. Okay, there has to be Cat Quest. Cat Quest! Uh, I'm giving God, you quite easy ones. <laughs> there are a lot of cat puns in that game. Like a lot, like in the names of the missions, the names of the mountains, the names of the like places, the names of people. Yeah. Um, there was a, a reference to um, 
there was a Lara Croft reference at one point. Did you did you meet that character? Yeah. She was called like Lara Cat something. I don't know. It was it was oh, everything was really great. I, I was all the way here for it. We tried to play the sequel and then found out that it's local carp only. It was very upsetting. It was very upsetting. We don't have time to spend time together. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like pre-COVID times. Mm. Or COVID times actually. We spent a lot of time together during COVID. Online. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I almost told you the name of the game. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, here we go. When was the last time a game asked you to wait? Not just wait for a loading screen or pause for a few seconds to line up the perfect sniper shot. Real waiting. Patience. The ability to sit immersed in a game world for minutes at a time. Watching, plotting, and planning. Is that one of the Sniper Elite games? Uh, it is not, no. Oh. I mean, it's not how we played Sniper Elite. Absolutely not. I mean, we did some sort of sneaking and waiting. I mean, we started that way and then it just evolved very yeah, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> as it always does with as us. It, as it always does. Um, waiting and plotting. I mean, I have picked this quote, I have to say, but I've not played the game myself. I have watched you play it. Um, I'm not sure that's an accurate representation of what the game is like. Oh, good. But, um, you know, a little curveball. Oh, is it, it? Oh, I was going to say, is it Hitman's? But you've played a Hitman's. I have played a Hitman's. I'm going to say that I don't know. I don't have any clues for this one. That's all right. You can just but, tell me the uh, it's Dishonored. Oh. Is that, I, is that, do you feel like that's an accurate? I mean, if you play it that way, it's not, again, not how, <laughs> not how I played it. It's, <laughs> The, you get a little. Um, the whole review was like, you sit there looking through keyholes and <laughs> no, doing this I mean, and doing that. In uh, at the end of each level, you get a graph um, with uh, four corners. So there's quiet, loud, chaotic, or whatever the opposite of chaos is. Like calm. Yeah, we don't kill anyone, and so it has uh, those in the four corners, and it shows you. Wait, mine was always loud chaos, like <laughs> full on. In, <coughs> it was full on in that corner every single time. Oh, that's so great! Um, the the first time I ever played Dishonored, you do the, the you do the bit at the beginning that sets it all up, and then you go to Dunwall, and then uh, the first mission where you leave the the base and you actually go to the city to do your first mission. And I got off the boat, and there's a man up ahead of me. I'm like. Right, fuck! I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak. I'm gonna sneak up on this man. I snuck up on him, and stabbed him. And the game's like, don't kill civilians. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, my first kill. Oh. Immediately just killed a civilian. Wow! Wow, Andrew. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good typical. Times. Squishied it straight yeah, away. Yeah, immediately. Okay. Are you ready for your next one? Yes, of course. Uh, there's also two quotes for this one. Okay. Would you like the... Uh, sort Give me the of hard one. The hard one? Okay. Yeah. Give it to me hard, Viv. I'll give it to you hard, sir. For the majority of the time, the developer told us we could expect the game when it was ready, and not a moment sooner. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Oh, should have gone. Maybe I should have gone, gone for the other one. Damn it! Would you like to hear the other one? Yes. This is off Twitter. Um, it just said, "The amount of dude bros playing this game who got upset because one of the love interests is a l woman loving woman 
who would decline their male character's advances is really funny. Just make a female character. What's the problem with that? Too scared to have your toxic masculinity challenged? <laughs> Maybe I yeah. should have gone with that. Uh, uh, but but uh, fun, I say fun fact, it's not really a fun fact, but uh, uh, CD Projekt Red uh, made a statement in support of uh, you know uh, people affected by the war in Ukraine. And then like a week after they made the statement, they all halted physical and digital sales of the game in both Russia and Belarus. Uh, the latter, which uh, supports the former in okay. the invasion of Ukraine, which I did not know that. Uh, but they have made that decision and those c- the combined uh, total sales that they get from those two uh, countries is like 5.4% of their overall sales, uh, which I respect. Yeah, that's you not know, nothing. That's not nothing. That you know, like considering how much you know the millions of pounds that they've made, five point four percent is is likely to be a very large sum of money, yeah. which they have um, decided to, uh, you know, do and take a stand for what they believe in. I mean, they got a lot of stick for it, obviously, because there are uh, idiots in the world. But um, just wanted to show a little bit of love because out of all the things that have been said about CD Projekt Red when they first make games. You know, they they uh, they took a you know a, an actual political stand. They didn't say something vague and you know. Or talk about their cats. Or talk about their cats. Yes. Or talk about their cats. Yeah. And how dogs know their place. Yes. I'll never let that go. Nope. G- Jim Ward, you fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, S- Sony sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I, w- I, w- I will also say on, on Cyberpunk, I liked Cyberpunk and I played it at the height of Glitch Glitchfest 2020. Yeah, you did. And I mean, the Glitchfest was quite funny. Yeah. I, I mean, quite I enjoyed watching scenes where you were driving so fast that the, the cars, you know, the, the scenery didn't have enough time to load in. So that it was just falling out of the sky. It was really yeah. one of my highlight glitch moments of all time. Yeah, it was good. Um you know, the game crashed every 90 minutes. That was fun. Yep. But at least you could time it. Yeah, you know, it's true. Make sure you save it and, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's it was last time I went back to play it to, for the plat, it was still glitchy. Uh, driving a car happened three times. The car just launched itself into the air for no reason. It was hilarious. It's um. It's a special kind of game. And I, it's a very like, special kind of game. I, I, I like making fun of it, but I genuinely did enjoy the game. So, you know, it is it is what it is. It is indeed. Okay. This game's over-the-top world is built piece by piece through its four storylines, which cleverly integrate with each other. Questions aren't necessarily answered until the entire plot emerges through different perspectives, and the realisation that the game's designers deliberately held something back to unleash it during a later campaign makes the effort of pushing through four individual campaigns worth it. If... You can just get through it. And this is a game I've played. This is a game you've played. This with is a game we've both played. With four campaigns in it. There's four campaigns in it. Oh god, is this one of the Resident Evils? Is that Resi 6 or something? Resi 6? Wow, Andrew. <laughs> fucking wow. Wait, wait. That review said it was actually worth sitting through four bad well, Resident pushing Evil through is what they said, <laughs> okay. and if you can get through it is what they said. Oh. Uh, but what th- this review has made me realise is that I think you might get different, like you might understand something different about the story if you manage to push through all of the storylines, oh, yeah. which we obviously didn't manage to, no. so that will be just unanswered forever, no, sadly. It, was, it just wasn't any fun. 
um this is also in another uh website that was uh had the title of uh you know uh, games that sold well despite its sh- uh, shocking reviews uh, and this was one of the games on that list and it said that it sold 10 million copies even though it was going through an identity crisis <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is you know uh, fair and accurate really yeah i mean i guess we need to give Resi 6 some props because if it hadn't been what it was Resident Evil wouldn't have been reborn as 7 so yeah that's true and that's what they said you know they experimented and they failed um on some on most respects um but that you know it was an important marker in like what came afterwards and this is the one of the reviews that you know it's not the game isn't completely shit um, the game is okay. It's playable. I mean, it functions. Yeah, it functions, and you know we played it together, so actually we enjoyed it more because we were playing it together. Um, and this is one of those games that you know I picked you know the really funny bit of the review, but there was other things ab- that spoke on it about it how much it helped change um, Resident Evil to what it is now. And obviously, there's some fans who don't like that because it moves away from its original kind of uh, way of playing, uh, which we, me and Andrew would hate. I think people aren't hugely keen on the on the first person. Yeah, and that's it. what I mean. Like they, they, you know, like. But yeah, I appreciate that they gave us, you know, all the story and the horror yeah. and the everything they've given us in the past, especially in the past couple of games and two and three remastered. It was just really one of my favorite um, games. Yeah, who would have who would have guessed? I know that one Christmas, yeah, <laughs> horror would enter into our lives so forcefully, and be loved so much. Yeah. Alright, I've got another one for you. Yes. Obviously these are getting longer now. If you want to understand the spirit of this game, close your eyes and imagine a swamp. In the middle of the swamp is a little shack that sells soda pop and tickets to an alligator zoo. And on the roof of the shack stands a wiry old duffer in denim breeches and a dirty cap. He's made wings for himself from rusty trash cans though and he's rigged up a rocket engine from parts of an old moonshine distillery and the motor of a 1967 ford galaxy with the squeeze of a jerry-rigged throttle it powers him up out of the swamp and high into the sky where he tears through the earth's atmosphere and then belly flops explosively into the heart of the sun what game is this? Jesus. <laughs> is that is that describing the character? Uh, or just the... It's the spirit of the game. Okay. Not, not necessarily the game itself, but it's the spirit of the game. And I think like once you uh, know what it is, you're going to be like, okay. I just thought that was such a hilarious picture that this person painted about the game that I, I just had to include this one. It's not necessary. I mean, there's, some of it is true to the game. Is the is the swamp true? Um, do I remember how this game starts? Okay, put it this way: I don't know. Okay, <laughs> very quick giving up, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, a small clue mm-hmm. is that we are currently playing one of the spin-offs. Wait, this is one of the Borderlands games. Yeah, it is Borderlands Two. Wow, I know, <laughs> isn't it great? I mean, it is the spirit of the game. Imagine a swamp is a sh- with a shack that sells pop, soda pop, and tickets to an alligator zoo. I feel like that. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, this is these are people's reviews about the game. It's really great. <laughs> it's really fucking great. I love it. All right, this one I've got a a little. Re- I say review. It's more like a description of s- to someone describing the game, okay. and a quote of someone. So I'm going to give you the quote first. Every time the main character falls over or gets hurt, my family in the living room thinks I'm watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to take a crack or would you like me to read the rest? No, that sounds like a Lara Croft game. Yeah. Wonder Tomb Raiders. (laughs) I actually was cackling for about 10 minutes (laughs) after I read this. The the description was this. Now, look to the sarcophagus with the thinnest layer of dust and push back the lid. Rummage through crumbing bones and you will find a pair of pistols... 47 first aid kits and the bra big enough to hold hamster balls. (laughs) Here lies the main character, deader than the first bat she ever shot in the face. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Actually, (laughs) um, yeah. But now you're getting all these really easily. I didn't do a good enough job. But these made me cackle. I feel like these need to be shared with the world. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is so good. Uh, I'm going to give you again the the quote and then I'll read you the actual... uh, a longer kind of review slash quote thing. Okay. So, Mario the plumber gets into trouble yet again when he crashes into the ocean. You have to plumb stuff. I don't really know what happens next. I got too scared. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to have a crack? Or uh, I want to say Mario Sunshine? Nope. Um. Odyssey? No. Is it one of the new ones? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea which one he crashes into the ocean in. Uh, I assume also Mario the Plumber was something that he was making a joke at. It's not necessarily the name of any character. Oh, so it's not so a Mario not game. No. Oh. So somebody crashes into the ocean. God. Would you like the longer quote? Yes. The kickers is that for about 80% of the time spent playing this game, you have absolutely no idea who you are or why you're even there. You're in the sea. It's the middle of the night. There's burning debris all around you. Oh, look, there's a mysterious structure that just happens to stick out of the water. What are the chances? Rather than bobbing in the ocean, dying of hypothermia, questioning this conundrum, you swim over, clamber out and head inside. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> why, why Mario the plumber? What did the I feel like uh, he was making a joke um, about? The oh, character. maybe maybe it's because you got the wrench. The wrench, and then yeah. you're just fixing stuff, and then clearly that person oh, didn't know any. Actually, all of the um, tile puzzles are all um, uh, pipe based, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and um, wow. And then he doesn't know anymore because he didn't play anymore that person. So um, that's really all they did. They uh, crashed in the ocean and they fixed stuff. It's fair. It's very fair. It's very fair. I mean, I very enjoy- much enjoyed that game. Yeah, I st- I still feel bad that I didn't tell you for the entirety of the gameplay that you could upgrade your weapons. It. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna talk about the Twitter things. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I did all right. Bit bit rough sometimes, but um, yeah. I mean, I probably should have tried to figure it out that you know that it sounds like something that I should be able to do in the game. Most most games give you that option to upgrade something, but I don't think I checked once. So 
And I also find it funny that uh, for the entirety of the time that I played the game, you added, you know, you, you added a clue to um, the game in every single Twitter post. <laughs> uh, and I just thought you were being really polite to our audience and ask them if you they would kindly come and watch us. <laughs> every um, single one. Every single one. And uh, it was really great. I really appreciated that. Um, all right. And another one. Games typically begin and end with killing. In between, there'll be a lot of killing. And if you get bored, you can always go off and do some more different killing. This game is another game about killing. But the difference is that when you pull the trigger, if you pull the trigger, you're committing to something with consequences. You may die in this game, but rather than losing progress, you may lose opportunities. In a medium where your existence is now so cheap that most games don't bother to punish you for wasting it, this game wants you to respect human life. What game so is this? It sounds really familiar. But I, yeah. can't th but I can't think. It was a game that you recommended to me and actually you made a lot of funny jokes about it that I at the time didn't understand again because you like playing with me. Um, and then when I started playing it, I was like, ah, I see what you mean. No, my brain... It's it's going to be very obvious when when you say it, but I cannot. I can I can't. I can't think of what the obvious thing is that it obviously is. Would you like a uh, different uh, a quote that might help? Yes, let's try that. The quote is this: So pretty much anyone who's played this game has failed to get the trophy for Madison not losing any clothes, right? Is this heavy rain? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. I was gonna. My clue was gonna be. Uh, you called it uh, a a life simulator or whatever it was, but I can remember the exact thing you said. Because obviously the first thing you do is learn how to get up off a chair and to brush your teeth or whatever. The layers of buttons that you have to press yeah. to be able to do anything, and also trying to get that lady's clothes off uh, for the trophy when you're when you're about to to do a sex in that hotel room is just a pain. I never got that trophy. I got everything off but her bra, and her bra was just, you know, <laughs> accurately the most difficult thing to get off a woman's body. Yeah, it's very tricky. You know, it's very tricky. You just get, get like, almost like opening it, and then it would just be like, oh, no, no, it's going back in. Oh, no, 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 no going back in. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, well. I knew that one was going to be really familiar to you. Well. God. Well. Okay, I'm going to give you one with a slightly smaller review. Alright, for reasons unclear to me, detective work seems to be a popular choice for enterprising animals keen to enter the gig e economy. We all know cats are lovable little shits, and this game is a little shit at first too. What is the game? Another game with a cat in it? Why well, is it so hard? <laughs> I did start you off, I did warm you up with some easier ones. Did. False sense of security. I can't think of another game with a cat in it. I'm going to blame COVID. <laughs> Would you like me to read it to you again? Because the, the clue is in the what it says. Is it a ratchet and clank? It's not, no. Oh. That's not a cat, is it? Uh, but Lombax is quite, quite catish. Yeah, okay, I guess. Uh, I'll read it to you again. Cause okay. It's in there. For reasons unclear to me, detective work seems to be a popular choice for enterprising animals keen to enter the gig economy. We all know cats are lovable little shits, and this game is a little shit at first, too. 
Wait, is it um, Black Sad? Yeah, it is. Yay. Well done. So it was in there because it's a cat detective. Um, so I th- yeah, which is a- another game that you introduced to me, and then I found a very, um, very sexy copy of it in CEX. Yeah, it's got some it. postcards and things. It's very beautiful. It's jealous. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've uh, shared on our socials, but if I haven't, I will share. That's uh, very, very good. I uh, really enjoyed it. It's got some uh, issues with mechanics sometimes, um, but it's generally a very good game. I really enjoyed playing it, and um, I, I just love that everything. everyone's a cat, or as, as you well, might imagine. Well, everyone's an a- animal. You're a, your uh, animal, see, yeah. yeah your, your boss is a dog or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And, you know, that boxy man's a gorilla. Oh, yeah. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. All right. I'm going to go back to something very short. Give you a little break from the long quotes. Okay. I'm going to give you a very, very short quote, which is, Every day we stray further from God. That is that is what the person had written about this game. What is the game? I do have a clue if you Yeah, a clue. Want to. A clue, please. This game was described like this. A brutal game that's equal parts frustrating and exhilarating. This is for me, not for you. (laughs) You did not find it exhilarating. A brutal game that's equal parts frustrating and exhilarating, delivered in the mesmerizing style of a Prohibition-era cartoon. Oh, God, is this um, uh, Cuphead? Yeah, it is. Wow. Don't play with the devil. Wow. Hence the uh, straying further from God quote. Let's get your your confidence back up again for a couple of a couple of reviews. This is a description of the game. You know how it goes. Spirits are mostly happy enough to go and find their final resting place, though few are not. Bound to the forest by their regrets, it's the main character's role to find them, give them a good whacking, and help them move on. Puzzles are perhaps a generous term for what you do outside of combat in this game. What is the game? Is that um, Kena? God, you're good. Yes, it is Kena. Very, very hard. But I did enjoy the game, but it's very, very hard. I would like to play it again someday, but I feel like I need to forget the experience I had trying to get through <laughs> that final boss fight. The rots are a highlight for me. Aww. Little tiny things that you can put you can put little hats on them. Yeah, you can. Okay, this is your next one. The solar system of this game is swimming with comically evil corporate products. Toothpaste that causes blindness, hangover cures that induce comas, each with its jaunty advertising catchphrase and baleful barbershop jingle. Compared to that trove of terrors, the corporate product that is this game itself is kind of like a posh cup of soup. <laughs> it's... <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> It's far from hot cuisine, or especially nutritious. The packaging probably accounts for a solid 30% of the calories, but it goes down easily enough, and it won't do you any damage. <laughs> what is the game? It's the Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, oh, <laughs> posh pot noodle. Copper soup, not pot, not pot okay. noodle. It's a posh couple soup. Oh my gosh, that was really made me cackle. Poor Outer Worlds. I've never even played it, so I don't even know if this is um, accurate because I've never played it. But um, that is rude, isn't it? But this is what I mean. Like they have made it sound like the game is not good, but actually the game is good, and we've said it's very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and 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 we've we've spoken about it before, and it's something we actually recommended 
uh, as something being very fun, but uh, like they there was an entire review of this person just slating it because they did not enjoy it. Well, because maybe they, maybe they don't have like fun. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so <laughs> this is our last one, final one. Yeah. Are you ready, Andrew? Yes. Story in a game is like a story in a porn movie. The original programmer once wrote. It's expected to be there, but it's not that important. A connoisseur of sleaze might object that story often makes for sexier porn. After all, story tends to involve chemistry, atmosphere, suspense, and all the other emotions that distinguish intimacy from the act of banging together genitals to spark a human (laughs) being. (laughs) Still, if we're going to liken games to pornography, and assuming it's the more kinetic kind of pornography you're after, I heartily recommend this gem. A looping video compilation of oversized guns and fists plunging into squelchy orifices, spurting along at 60 <laughs> frames per second. What is this game? It's one of the dooms. Is it just normal doom? It's, doom one, of the, it's one of the dooms. It's not 2016. Eternal? Eternal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't remember... I, I, took out the name of the programmer because uh, you know these things and you might have guessed although you guessed it quite easily but this is, a, is an actual quote from I mean, the programmer it, it, it sounds like something John, John Romero would have said uh, I can't I can't remember the, if it was okay. them or not but yeah they, this is something real that they said story in a game is like a story in a porn movie it's expected to be there but it's not that important well, <laughs> should... oh it's John Carmack that said it John Carmack that's the one uh, yes. Well, Would you like to hear the rest of like the, the ending of this uh, review? Actually, yes, I want to hear more of what Carmack had to say. I oh, know this is mm, not this Carmack, is just is not Carmack. This okay. is just the rest of the review. Uh, it says uh, th- they were kind of wrap- wrapping up the uh, whole kind of review. Still, Doom Eternal leaves me undecided. The game is fundamentally the 2016 reboot again with new props and its dogged commitment to Doom's narrative universe is as baffling as the firefights are exhilarating. Is this really all Doom can be? Nowadays a cascade of collectibles, unwanted cutscenes and the spectacle of a gurning demon face forever? (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Wow. Yeah. I mean that was probably still a 7 out of 10 review. Uh, this was a. Let me check. Uh, uh, yep, there's no. I don't see uh, any rating. Was this a publication or a user review? Uh, this was a Eurogamer. Okay. Oh, Eurogamer don't uh, do scores. They, they yeah, they just review. Them. Yeah. Yeah, stopped them about ten years ago. Um, and then what else was on here that I didn't read? Um, so the the thing that I didn't read out was actually something from the order. 1886. Okay. Um, was this something I said? <laughs> no, it wasn't something you said, but I, I I will read it. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have told you the game, now you know what it is. That's but all yeah. Alright, all right, this is what it says. In video games, the term cinematic can cut both ways. It speaks of the grand sweep of Naughty Dogs Uncharted, where players are washed away in the tightly scripted matinee idol action of Nathan Drake. It speaks, too, of the frictions that have existed since such lavishly animated laser disc adventures such as Dragon Lair and Space Ace, where the players are pushed to the sidelines as the spectacle unfurls before them, asking for only occasional minor prompts. Ready at Dawn's The Order 1886, the first original home console game from a studio that made its name with portable versions of Sony's God of War, cuts a curious line between both concepts of cinematic gaming finding shaking new ground shaky 
new ground between the choreographed shooting of Uncharted and the more prescribed cutscene-laden drama of Heavy Rain. The action never clicks and its dramatics fall consistently uh, flat, but the spectacle they are slave to is unquestionably stirring. Actually, I just reread that and it was boring, so that's why I didn't give it to you. <laughs> um, I mean, they're right. Yeah. Um, one, I, d- I couldn't find anything better. I just left it on here to read it to you now. Uh, one was, uh, saw an eagle fly away with a pig. That was a quote from someone. And that is for Far Cry 4. Okay. <laughs> there was another one that said, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I like it. 10 out of 10 would recommend for goat simulator okay and the last one that i didn't read was once i learn how to block all of you are in trouble and that was for mortal kombat (laughs) 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 i feel like really there was only a couple of them that were a real challenge for you because you you know much you know much about video games did uh, how many did i get i wasn't keeping count (laughs) let's say 400 then I w- I would say you got like eighty percent of the, or maybe even ninety actually, eighty or ninety percent of the ones that I had you got, and then there was only a couple. Um, there was only maybe two where you needed extra help and you still got them, and then maybe I think two or three that you didn't get, or maybe I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to keep count when you're editing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually keep track, but uh, but I hope you enjoyed. I will uh, insert my score here. I got thirteen. Correct. I just I'll insert a number there. It'll, it'll be seamless. You'll uh, can you make it in a different term? So it's like I got four. Correct. It's, it'll be it'll be perfect. That sounds great. Uh, I um, bet you if you had read all of those things to me, I would have been I would have got like I don't know, like <laughs> two out of ten. Um, because I feel like maybe maybe I created this list with something that would be challenging for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you have much knowledge, so I will have to do better next time. Uh, you'll have to let us know if you'd like for us to do this again, and I will. Uh, I will put my all into picking the most random and weird reviews for unknown games that Andrew has played, Yay. and see if he can guess that instead. So let us know if you want to hear this again. Viv. Yes, Andrew. Hello. It's your surprise question, Viv. Is it? I need you. To think of the last three games you've played and just pick one of them. Okay. Have you picked one? Okay, yeah. Okay, you've got one in in mind. Yes, I do. I need you to pick three characters from that game who are going to be in your bridal party and where is your hen do and what are you doing? (laughs) Okay, hang on. Uh, Hang on. Uh, I'm going to have to look up some characters first. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. That is very, very funny. Uh, I will specify that the um, where is your Hendu has to be from that game. It has to be a location in that game. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Do you want me to tell you what the game is? Yes. Tell us the game. Tell us the three people. Tell us where you're going and what you're doing. Okay. I have to pick out of four. Ooh. And I have... I, I, I know you asked for three, but I feel like okay. there's a bit of a curveball. I feel like you always need the noisy uncle. Okay. That's going to mess the whole kind of bride bridal party up okay um so in my bridal party i so the game is sorry the game is uh the walking dead telltale series because i feel like that's the kind of like the latest like one of the last three full games that i've played okay uh so i've picked that and in my bridal party would obviously be little clem 
Okay. Clementine, because uh, I would like for her to be the ring bearer. Uh, but maybe older Clem, where she could maybe party. <laughs> Uh, there would also be uh, I think I would like Lee mm-hmm. because he's just a sweetheart and Ben because he's a sweetheart um, in which I made a wrong decision and may he may not have killed Okay. in the last time I played so I feel bad so he they are both in my bridal party um, and uh, I feel like I would like a noisy uncle like Larry if you remember oh, who wow. Larry is. Wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, I feel don't, like a bright a, a, a wedding is not complete until someone is there to ruin it. Don't don't you smash Larry's head in with a, 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 a salt lick block. Well, I feel like that would be a good icebreaker for the bridal party. I mean, it would definitely end it. I, I mean, I'm not sure that it would end it. I mean, <laughs> we, are, we are, you know, we're going to be in the farm... Which is, you know, uh, totally but safe, full of human meat, and surrounded by an electric fence. Okay. So it's going to be uh, really good <laughs> anyway. Okay. I was thinking about getting married in the barn, where <laughs> there's all of the torturing items okay. uh, alongside with the horses, so I can get married mm-hmm. in there, be nice and clean. And then, you know, we can all kind of go live in the house that has all the secret rooms where people get cut up. Yeah. and things uh, which I think will be fun we can we can have our icebreaker in one of those rooms where we smash Larry's head in and um, that will be our icebreaker and then we've got the whole farm to play with oh. you know assuming we don't get shot or electrocuted or eaten by a zombie uh, I think it could be a lot of fun wow That's, uh... yeah so really I have three bridal members and one is really just a prop okay for That's... entertainment but see as that was the last game I played I don't think there's anything happy that I can pull from that uh, other than sweet Clem, yeah, that's uh, that's quite the hen party. <laughs> it's, I mean, it would be wild. Uh, it absolutely would be wild. Uh, but I feel like the farm, the farm would be good. Good to have the wedding in. It's big. It's it's still a nice house. Maybe I would I would edit some stuff out. Maybe maybe I could make it nice. But I also feel like if I was living in that video game, I would probably need all those things. Well, um, I mean, you could probably do without the cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think I probably wouldn't wouldn't really want. Yeah really really want that but um yeah you'd be like just for 24 hours for the day of my wedding nobody's eating anybody yep Uh, and that would be a special treat for everyone yeah unless they're dying and then i don't know Uh, unless unless i'm in charge of handing out rations again and make everyone unhappy (laughs) (laughs) yes i guess that's that would be my answer to that question that is a good that's a good question i did debate whether i would be like in the shop um, but I feel like I didn't like how closed that was for a wedding, sort of a bridal, he- sort of yeah, for a Hindu. For a Hindu, so I um, yeah, yeah. So I decided to take all of the men with me. <laughs> so I'm actually not a big fan. Other than Clem, I'm actually not a big fan of a lot of the women in that game. Um, I would just take the the men and then, yeah. Uh, which, uh, by the way, that's just my bridal party. None of them are my actual oh, person that I'm I'm marrying. Oh no. Uh, they're just sort of people who are yeah. going to be. Uh, I feel like would be suited to have a party that's safe, but then also they would they would take care of stuff. Yeah. Um, that that's my answer. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Clem, Ben, and Lee on a farm. Yeah. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> Can I ask? Yes. When and how did you think of this? <laughs> Listen, I got COVID. I've got <laughs> I've got COVID. Shut up. 
That's really great. I mean, I love it. I'm sick. (laughs) Apparently, Audrey, so am I. After you asked me this question, I feel like I've just exposed myself. I'm sick. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Viv! Yes, Andrew. Some news has happened, Viv. Okay, tell me. Um, In uh, in our new semi-regular, maybe we'll never do it again, little section. What's what's this section called? What's it called? A gaming story? Memory stick? Nope. Gaming news? Nope. News all about it. There you go. Okay. It's ca- catchy, isn't it? Yeah, it's really catchy. It's, I mean, it, this is all you know consecutively. This is all the titles <laughs> for this section. Um, pick at will. Yeah. But yes, tell me the story. So we've talked about it before. The the Callisto project. It's a upcoming survival horror game made by the creator of Dead Space that was inexplicably, for no reason, much to everyone's uh, set in the. PUBG universe, the Player Unknown's Battlegrounds game okay. is set in that universe. But just everyone was like, well, "What does that? What does that mean?" But the news is now it's not. So, oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's uh, April Fools. Yep. So we're yep. just gonna. Nope. Just kidding. Yep. That was the news. Okay, moving on. shortest segment we've ever done yeah. Andrew yes <laughs> why don't you tell us what games are coming up that we should be excited about um I wrote a bunch of stuff here got the quarry out on the 10th of June and then you've got your cuphead DLC on the yeah 30th. you do but we have talked about those before yeah we have so I thought let's talk about two things that I don't care about okay cool so one of them is that there's a new Saints Row coming out and they recently released about 20 minutes of footage for it and everyone watched it and went, yeah, that looks that looks about a game that exists. Oh, that's big. Yeah, that's really. Um, because I I don't I don't know if you've ever played a a Saints Row. I haven't. I think I've had someone recommend it to me before. Um, so the first Saints Row was uh very much like GTA. You know, it's a it's an open world crime em up kind of a thing. And it was it was fine, and then J- GTA Four came out, and they kind of went, "We can't just keep making a GTA game." So they went batshit fucking crazy with the series, and you know, you by the four, third or fourth one, you're battering people with uh, dildo baseball bats and shit like that. Okay. And then there's aliens, and it's all taking place in in a virtual reality, and they just went. There's one one of the spin-off games where it's in hell. It, they just went mad with it. So. To reboot the, the the series, they've decided to do away with all of the the batshit fun stuff and then just have a game that exists, seemingly. Ah, well. So yeah. That's Saints. so important that it's coming out that we don't even have a date here for it. I it's don't. Coming I, out. I don't know if it has a release date this year Fair. sometime. I I didn't look. You didn't look, and you don't care. No, don't really care. And another thing what happened recently that got announced so we talked about i think we talked about it did we talk about return to monkey island have i mentioned that they're uh, making a new monkey island game yes yes you have because you okay. had a bit of a meltdown about it i think we've we've well, talked about it that's weird we should probably talk about it some more but obviously big news 
we did uh, the episode of point and click adventure games do you remember a game that I briefly mentioned in that called Simon the Sorcerer I do remember yes uh a new Simon the Sorcerer game has been announced called Simon the Sorcerer Origins, which is, uh, according to the devs, the devs, the devs <laughs> <coughs> according to the devs, an official prequel. Um, my questions around that would be, the first Simon the Sorcerer game starts with him finding a spellbook that allows him to go to the magical kingdom place, wherever it's set, for the first time. How can you prequel? How can he go and do magical stuff for the first time before the first time he does it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> it's like, it'd be uh... like one of those things of like, this is the first time I've ever seen a dragon. Now let's do a prequel game where I see a dragon for the first time. And you're like, no, you yeah. can't. Yeah, oh no. So, yeah, I don't know how that will work. Also, I mean, I oh, well, if there'll know. be no magic, or all the sorcerers well, no. will then become redundant. No, because like, all the stuff they show, like the, they seem to be going back to a bunch of the locations from the original game and uh, all sorts of we're gonna, things. We're going to have to check this, but I bet you it's going to be something like exactly what the game that already exists is, except the origins happens and something happens and they get amnesia. Oh. So then by the time they play the game that actually came out, it's like they're playing it for the first time. Ah, they've forgotten everything. They've yeah. forgotten everything. Maybe that's how they'll spin it. Genius. Is it, though? Is it is it genius? Or if I've thought of it, is it just bland? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that, but it's fine for you to say that. Yeah, fair. <coughs> oh. Like if I can guess maybe something a part of it before it comes out. If this turns out to be true, this game's gonna be awful. Yeah, it's not um no, yeah, no it's, surprise it's there. In the small little point and click um community that I hover around on on social medias, it's not a game that's uh, announcement has caused much of a, a stir. That's a real shame. Uh, other than people to go, Alright then. Okay, there's another thing that happened <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, but you know, here's to hoping that it proves us wrong. Um, maybe we'll have to uh, play it at some point, and oh, you can tell us. No, I'm, no, I'm busy. Are you busy? Oh, okay. Well, we're all busy then. Oh, never gonna happen. Good luck. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it very much. If you would like, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at Game with Squishy. And if you'd like to support us, you can make a donation for as little as the price of a cup of coffee at our Ko-fi page. And that's ko-fi.com slash the squishy stream. Please join us on our Discord to chat about the show and for some supplemental information from each episode. We'll be egging some houses soon if you would like to check that out and come and join us. That was a real thing that Andrew wrote in the script. I saw him writing it as I was, uh, you know, as we started uh, doing this outro. And, you know, it's great. So we'll be egging some houses soon. If you'd like to check that out, come and join us. Because like, this, this episode now needs to come with a disclaimer now. And if you'd like to ask us a question for the surprise question, you can do so on our Discord or using the hashtag AskASquishy on Twitter. Seen any weird gaming news? Put a link in the Discord and we'd love to see it. We can talk about it in a future episode. Sorry, <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
squishied it 